0: Some people have very recognizable voices. If we played a clip today of a speech that John F. Kennedy gave many, many years ago, most of you would be able to recognize his voice and you would say, that's the voice of President Kennedy. If we played a clip today of the speech that Ronald Reagan gave at that Berlin Wall back in the 1980s, where he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, you would say, that's the voice of President Reagan. Some people have very recognizable voices. Well, that's how God wants His voice to be to us. He wants us to be able to clearly identify and recognize His voice. My name's John Redmond and I'm the Associate Pastor at First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas. And today on Peace by Believing, we're gonna be thinking about how we can recognize the voice of God more clearly. Jesus said, my sheep, hear my voice. And so we want to know how we can hear that voice as clearly as we possibly can. If you have your Bible today, I would encourage you to open it to the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 3. 1 Samuel chapter number 3, it's one of the greatest stories in all the Old Testament. And in this passage of Scripture that we're going to be looking at today, we will discover how Samuel, at a young age, learned how to recognize the voice of God. And I'm praying this message will be a real blessing to you. 1 Samuel chapter number 3, beginning in verse number 1. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called to Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Now remember, Eli is the priest. Then the Lord called again, and he said, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be if he calls you that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. And so in this passage of Scripture, at least we can use this tonight as a springboard, as a launching pad to take us where we need to go. How can we recognize the voice of God? From this passage of Scripture, four things are very clear to me, and they should be clear to all of us when we think about it. First of all, it is clear that God's voice is always personal. Every time God called Samuel, he called him by name. And so God's voice is always very personal. Anytime God gets ready to speak to you, God will always speak to you in in some way that you can understand. Now... It, it's most likely not going to be an audible voice. I have never heard the audible voice of God. There was one time in my life back in about 1993 when I was driving down an interstate and I can't say I heard his voice audibly, but it was the closest thing to audible that I had ever heard. It was so strong in my heart that I could almost hear it with my ears, but I don't think I did. I don't think I've ever heard God's voice audibly. And so what I'm saying is God will speak to you in a way that you can understand. God knows you. Remember, the Bible says that God made us in His image. He knows everything about us, and He knows just what to say to get our attention. For me, sometimes the way God has spoken to me personally has been through a sermon. Through my quiet time, God speaks to me through my quiet time time regularly. Sometimes God will speak personally to me through a song on the radio. I will hear a song, and I'll just happen to be in my car when that song came on, and here's the song playing, and God is speaking to me. Earlier today, I was in the dentist's office, and they had Christian uh, music on in the background. And while the lady was cleaning my teeth, I was listening to one of my favorite songs. Isn't it nice when God lets you hear a good song in the dentist office because you need something comforting at a time like that? I said to the girl, I said, that's one of my favorite songs. Do you have it on KSBJ? And she said, yes, yes, I do. And so sometimes God will just speak to us. Don't ever underestimate music in how God will speak to you. I've, I've mentioned before that there have been times in my life that I have been driving down the road at what i would call you know f- fairly critical times in my life and i have heard a lot i mean i love so many songs but one of the songs that got that i just seem to be in my car when it comes on the anchor holds one of my favorite songs and i look back over my life last 15 or 16 17 years and i cannot tell you how many times i've been driving down the road on a particular day thinking about something and there comes that song. And I know in my it, it, if, if Jesus Christ was sitting in my car next to me and saying to me, John, I'm in control, everything's going to be fine, the anchor holds, it would not be any clearer to me than it is through that song. And another song that God has used to speak to me, and it's not as familiar, it's not as old, it's a more contemporary song. It's a song called Blessings by a girl named Laura Story. And in that song, the background of that song was her husband was diagnosed with a brain tumor, completely rocked their world. And out of that experience, she wrote this song called Blessings. And in the song, she talks about how sometimes the difficulties and the heartaches in life and the difficult things we go through, they're really blessings in disguise. And there have been so many times or several times in my life when I've going through something, and I hear that song in the radio. What if you're, uh, well, I can't remember how to quote it right, but something about uh, God's blessings come in different shapes and different sizes. And so God can speak to us even through a song. I have one friend who loves redbirds. She absolutely loves redbirds. And every time she looks at a redbird, I guess because it's red and the blood of Jesus and so on, but she always thinks about God. She always thinks about Jesus. And anytime she sees a red bird on her back fence or anywhere, it just immediately makes her mind think about God. And so God has a way of speaking. I received a text message Sunday morning right before the first service from a lady who had taken a picture from our parking lot of a rainbow in the sky. And it's really beautiful. And she said, John, this rainbow is a reminder. Talking about what she and some of her friends were going through right now that God is with us, that his promises are true. So God can speak to you in a lot of different ways. But what I'm saying is, God may not speak to you through a red bird or through those songs I've mentioned or through a rainbow or something like that. But God knows what your heart is tender towards. And that's what God will tend to speak to you about. But remember this, God's voice is always personal. Now, second thing I notice about God's voice here, especially when he's talking to, uh, to Samuel, and that is God's voice is persistent. God's voice is persistent. He continued to call Samuel. In fact, Uh, four times actually. He called him three times in the first three times. He went to Eli and then he came back on that fourth time and that's when he mentioned Samuel's voice twice. But the point is when God wants to speak to you about something, he will keep saying the same thing over and over and over and over until you get the message. Sometimes when a person is unsaved and they need to get saved, One of the things that God will do, he will keep getting the message to that person about salvation over and over and over and over again. Or maybe you're struggling with something else in your life. It's amazing how when God speaks to us, it seems like every sermon was written just for us. Every devotional, it's like, God, how did you know I needed to hear that today? Everything we hear on the radio even, we just, and what I'm saying is when you start, when you're struggling with something, maybe fear or maybe anxiety, whatever it might be, and you keep hearing the same message over and over and over. Maybe, let me use this example. Maybe you're in the process of making a decision right now and in your flesh, you want to just do something. You want to make a decision and go with it. But in your spirit, you feel like God is saying, hold your horses. Wait just a little bit before you do that. So you want to act, and yet in your heart of hearts, you feel like God is saying, wait just a little bit longer. And then you come to church, and here's a sermon on waiting. And you turn on the radio, and there's another sermon on waiting. And you read your devotions today, and the devotional is on waiting. And you read your Bible reading, and you're in Psalm 37, and God's saying, wait. And somebody hands you a book on waiting. Everything seems to be, <laughs> everything seems to be about waiting. And then you hear a song on the radio, God is in the waiting. And you're like, okay, I got the message. (laughs) Everywhere I turn, I'm hearing this about waiting. What I'm saying is that is typical of God. That is how he works. He is persistent, and he will keep getting the same message across in lots of different ways just to protect us and just so we'll know what he wants us to do. Now, something else about God's voice and let me just say it this way, God's voice is more easily recognized when we're in the right place. The way I wrote it out in my notes says it this way, God's voice is more easily heard in the house of God. Now remember when Samuel was hearing God's voice, he was in the tabernacle. This is before the temple was ever built. But he was in the tabernacle. He was in the house of God. Now, let's look at something very interesting. Look down in the seventh verse of this chapter. The Bible says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. So Samuel had never been saved. Samuel had never given his life over to God. And that verse is extremely important. This is one of the reasons God was speaking to Samuel God's in the process of establishing a personal relationship with this young man. It's interesting, if you go back to the first of the verse, it says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. Doesn't call him a child. Earlier in the book, he's referred to as a child. Here he's referred to as a boy. The Jewish historian Josephus said, At this time, Samuel was probably about 12 years of age. Some think he was even a little bit older. Maybe he was a teenager. But the point is, he was... He was old enough by this time to develop a personal relationship with God. And so God was speaking to him. Now, contrast that. Turn back to chapter number 2 of this same book and look in verse number 12. And contrast the fact that Samuel is in the tabernacle. His heart is very tender toward God. His parents had dedicated him to God when he was born. And brought him to the tabernacle to stay there with Eli, and so he's in. What I'm saying is, he was in an environment where it was easier to hear God speak. Now contrast that. First Samuel chapter two verse twelve. Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They were wicked. They were involved in all kinds of sin. Notice the next phrase: They did not know the Lord. They did not know the Lord. Now it says Samuel didn't know the Lord. And it says, these boys here didn't know the Lord. And yet in Samuel's case, God was speaking to him. Now, I'm sure God was speaking to Eli's sons too. But in this verse, we don't read that he was. But even if God was speaking to them, they would have had more difficulty hearing God's voice because they, had, they were living such ungodly, sinful lives. They were, they were not in the, in the tabernacle doing what Samuel was doing. And so my point is... If you have a heart that is tender to God, and you spend time in the church, and you spend time in the Word, and you listen to Christian music, and you associate with other Christians, it's going to be easier for you to hear God's voice than it would be if you're out on your own. As far as we know, Eli's sons never did get right with God. They never did get saved. And it wasn't that God didn't love them. And it wasn't that God didn't want them to be saved. But it's that they were so involved in their sin... That God's voice either never was clear or maybe God made it clear and they just made a decision. We don't want to have anything to do with you. We want to do what we want to do. And so God's voice is personal and it's persistent. It's more easily heard when we're in the right place, especially in the house of God. And then another thing that seems clear to me, sometimes we need someone else to help us understand what God is saying to us. And Samuel had Eli. See, when he first started hearing this voice, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. He thought it was Eli and so he went to Eli and he said you have called me and Eli had to help him understand no it's not I'm not the one who's calling you that's God calling you go back to your room get back in your bed and say this say speak Lord for your servant hears now uh, if I hear that voice again I'm going to know it's God he did that and God spoke to him again and so we all need some Eli's in our lives who can help us interpret the voice of God. Well, I want us to stop the sermon right there today and just kind of recap some of the things that we've already learned about God's voice, some of the characteristics of God's voice so that we'll know when He is speaking to us. We saw, first of all, that God's voice is personal. He always speaks to us in a way that we can understand it. We saw also that God's voice is persistent. He continually gets the same message over and over and over and over again to us until we clearly get it and then until we step out and act in obedience so god's voice is persistent he doesn't just say something one time and then stop he says it over and over again until we get the message very clearly and then we saw that god's voice is more easily heard in the house of god and that's where samuel was when he heard the voice of god he was in the tabernacle and he was in the house of God and so that's a reminder to all of us and really an encouragement that we should be faithful in our church attendance that when when our churches meet on Sunday we should be there we should be part of that service so that we can hear God's voice through the singing and through the preaching of his word, and through the other people who are there, because that's another thing we learned today, that sometimes we need someone else to help us understand what God is saying to us. Samuel had Eli, the priest, and Eli helped Samuel recognize God's voice. We need some Elis in our lives. We need people that we can go to who can help us to understand what God is saying to us. I'm so thankful for the people I have in my life who I can go to talk to about things in my own life, and these people can help me to identify and recognize what God is saying to me. Now, what I want to do in our remaining moments together today is to think just for a little bit about how God speaks. Now, when God spoke to Samuel, he spoke audibly, and Samuel was hearing the literal audible voice of God. Now, God speaks to us literally but God does not typically speak to us today audibly. He can, God can do whatever He wants to do. But God speaking audibly would be very rare, I think, in the day in which we live. Again, I would never say God can't do it. God can do anything. But that's not His typical way of speaking. And so, what I want to mention here as we close the program today are five ways. In fact, these are. Th- the five, or at least I could say, they are five of the primary ways that God speaks to us today. First of all, and this is the primary way that God speaks today, he speaks to us through the Bible. He speaks to us through his written word, the Bible. The scripture says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so God speaks to our heart through His Word, through the Bible. That's why it's so important that every day we read the Bible, whether we just read a few verses, maybe we read one psalm a day, maybe we read one chapter from the Bible a day. I don't think it matters how much we read. It just matters that we read from the Bible every day because that is God's primary way of speaking to us. And sometimes you'll hear a person say, well, I just don't ever hear God saying anything to me. Or I haven't heard God speak to me in a long time. Or some people might say, well, I've never heard God speak to me. And then you ask them, well, do you read the Bible regularly? And they say, well, not regularly, or sometime they might read it. But they don't have any systematic way of reading through the Bible. And so if you're not doing that, if you're not reading the Bible every day, you're not going to be able to hear God nearly as well as you would is if you would get in His Word and read the Bible. Now, the second way that God speaks to us is, is through his spirit. God speaks to us through his spirit. Remember this, when a person gets saved, when a person receives Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live in that person's heart. And so the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Remember, before we get saved, God speaks to us from the outside. He is standing at the door of our heart. He is knocking and he wants to come in. But after we receive Christ, now he's on the inside. So now God can speak to us from the inside. That's why it should be easier, and it really is easier for a Christian to hear from God than it is for a non-Christian, because we have Jesus in the person of the Holy Spirit speaking to us from the inside. I'll give you a recent example where I have experienced this in my own life. A few weeks ago, I came to church on a Sunday morning to preach, and I had gotten here, of course, uh, in plenty of time before the service was to start. And Before I got out of my car to walk in the church that day to preach, it was like God spoke to me and God said, you need to reach out to one of your friends whose wife has been very sick with cancer. And I knew that she was in a very critical condition. And it was just like, I had this feeling, this thought in my mind, you should text your friend and let him know you're praying for him. And so I did. I took my phone. I sent my friend a brief text and I just said, hey, I'm praying for you today, I'm praying for your wife, I'm praying for your family, and I just, my prayer is that God would be extra close to you today. And so I sent that text and went on in the church and preached the two morning services here at First Baptist, and later on that day, I got word that his wife had indeed passed away on the very day that I sent him that text. And when I found out about that, it was just like I knew in my heart that God was the one who had you know, told me to send him that text. So that's how the Spirit speaks. Sometimes he just gives us a thought. Sometimes he will bring a scripture to our memory, but it's the Holy Spirit speaking to us from the inside. And then sometimes God speaks to us through circumstances. He really does. Uh, Doors open, doors close. And many times God speaks to us that way. Now, that doesn't mean that every time a door opens that we can say, hey, this unusual or this amazing thing has happened and so I know this is God? Not necessarily. Just because a situation appears to be God's will doesn't necessarily mean that it is. We have to walk through the doors that we think God is opening and and if it is God's will, he will continue for there to be open doors, but there may come a point out there where God closes a door and so we have to be able to uh, recognize that as well. But God does indeed speak to us through the circumstances of life we need his discernment sometimes we can get in trouble by you know overreading what god might be doing in a circumstances or sometimes we read god into things and so you wouldn't want to take a circumstance by itself and say, hey, this has happened, therefore, this is what God wants me to do. Circumstances, that's just one of the ways that you can recognize the voice of God. But you also have to interpret your circumstances through the lens of Scripture. God would never lead you to do circumstantially something that He forbids in His Word, so that's just one way. And then God would never lead you to do something through circumstances uh, that His Spirit would not want you to do. So just let that be one of the ways, not the only way. And then sometimes God speaks to us through another person, maybe a pastor, maybe a friend, maybe a spouse, maybe a, uh, maybe a parent, maybe a sibling, maybe a, a close work associate. But God will just use them to speak to us. And then God always speaks to us through peace. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15, where the Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let the peace of God rule. That word rule means to umpire, to have the final say. And so, when we're trying to make a decision, and we've read the Bible, we're trying to listen to God's Spirit, we're trying to interpret circumstances, we're listening to what other people are saying, but sometimes we get different signals from different people, the final way that we know what to do when we're making a decision is by asking ourselves this question, do I have peace about it? Because when something is God's will, He'll give you peace. And when something is not God's will, He'll give you a restless spirit. And I'll encourage you, when you have that restlessness, you just wait and refuse to move forward until God gives you peace. And so I pray this program has been a blessing to you today. Thanks for joining us on Peace by Believing. Hope you have a great week. Hope you'll be with us next time.